0: Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, the podcast where we take animals you see every day, animals you've heard of, and animals you didn't know existed, and break them down in a single episode. Our goal as animal lovers is to spread knowledge and awareness about the creatures we share this floating rock with. We hope you learned something new. Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack.
1: I'm Julia. And what are we talking about today, Julia? Today we are talking about the Galapagos tortoise or the Galapagos giant tortoise.
0: And one thing I want to get into, because I found this out when I was researching it, there are more than one species of Galapagos tortoise. Now, we are talking about Galapagos tortoise, the umbrella term, because they are so similar to where we can't really devote a single episode to to a singular species of Galapagos tortoise. There are some differences here and there, and we'll get into that when we go further in this episode. But just know, when we say Galapagos tortoise, we're talking about all the Galapagos tortoises, which, and it varies about how many species. There are some disputes, um, but it's usually between 14 and 16 different species, uh, some of them being extinct, but we will get into that. I just wanted to preface that so nobody is confused
1: so appearance wise um and we've talked about this um imagine a tortoise and you're probably thinking of the galapagos tortoise it's it's, there's nothing that's like huge standout about it um but with the different species there are some differences um it's there's differences in neck size and shell color and shell shape shape, yeah Mm. um but overall you know pretty similar um it's got like you know like a gray brownish color sometimes the shells can be like black and yellow mm-hmm. or the skin is black but i mean it's pretty standard tortoise look. yeah i'd say
0: so and then size wise they are massive so when you probably like julia said when you think tortoise you're probably picturing galapagos tortoises no other tortoises in the world get this big um they get up to six feet in length and can weigh up to or over 500 pounds They are massive. Now, we say up to six feet and over 500 pounds because with the different species, there are size differences depending on how they've adapted and where they live. But just know, like, they're big. They are not small little cute little turtles in your backyard pond. They are massive creatures. And then one other interesting thing off the bat talking about just general stuff with the Galapagos tortoise. They are, I believe, considered the longest living land creature on Earth. I don't I'm not sure I'm pretty sure that's that I don't know what else would contend with it um I say that because the oldest living Galapagos tortoise on record was 175 years old which we see there are other creatures on earth that will live pretty long like whales live a very long time if left unchecked um, but the Galapagos tortoises are some of the longest living creatures on earth
1: um and I think what it is it's like on average, that ter- that tortoise lives longer than anything else because I know there are um, some incidences of other tortoises living like over 200 years, but it's like rare. The Galapagos mm. like on average has the longest lifespan. Oh, yeah,
0: like consistently a Galapagos tortoise, yeah. if not harmed by the predators, whatever it may be, the average Galapagos tortoise will live to be over 100 years old. Yeah. They are long living creatures.
1: And going on that, they are the largest tortoise species in the world. Um, like we said, there's the, there's the different kind, and I'm not sure exactly which Galapagos tortoise is, but it is the largest species of tortoise in the world. Yes.
0: So with the Galapagos tortoise, not only talking about animals, there's going to be a little bit of a history lesson here because this is super fascinating stuff in the world of science. So the Galapagos tortoise tortoises are found on the Galapagos Islands. The Galapagos Islands are named such because the Spanish word for tortoise is Galapago. Mm -hmm. And when Spanish sailors were exploring the region way back when I think it was the 1500s, there were so many tortoises on the island, they literally named the islands the tortoise islands, the Galapagos Islands. To give you an idea, it was estimated at one point that these islands, which aren't terribly big, these are not terribly big islands. At one point, it was thought that over... 250,000 tortoises lived on these islands which is a little sad when you put it in perspective where only about 15,000 or around that are on those islands today yeah but that's to give you an idea of how abundant they were why they were called the tortoise islands that's why
1: so you know it's from the galapagos islands and i saw that there are about 19 like main islands there that there's like the larger ones and the smaller ones and some Uh, like little islets but there's like 19 ones where there's actually like life found on them and it's not just like a rock basically and so the tortoise is found on about 7 of these um, mainly on the islands of Isabella um, Pinzon and Española are the 3 main ones um, where they're found today and they just prefer to live in uh, dry lowlands with you know heat, vegetation, they're pretty easy.
0: Yeah, and getting into with where they live, that also plays a big part in all these different species. So ones that tend to be in a little more wet area or they're not... It's usually the ones that are more towards the center of the islands. They usually have that the, the dome shell that is mostly associated with tortoises, where it's the big dome, whereas the... Ones that live closer to the coast and more dry areas, they have what are called saddleback shells, which are usually that more flat, shallow looking one. And there are evolutionary reasons for that. We believe the saddleback ones are like that because it makes it easier for them to get some food because a lot of the food that they get is higher up. So they need a smaller shell, a more lightweight shell, and then they'll also usually have longer necks, longer legs, so they're able to reach up and get those foods that are usually higher up.
1: And just going into what they eat, um, they are just graze eaters, you know, they just, you know, whatever they come upon, basically. Um, And their favorite thing to eat is cacti. They love eating cacti. Um, So they love cacti. They eat fruits, flowers, leaves, grass. I mean, all sorts of vegetation, Mm -hmm. but... I did see they, you know, it's like their favorite food always is these um, these star cacti that are on the mm. island.
0: One thing I saw that was really funny, I think it was from a zoo's website. It might have been the San Diego Zoo. It talks about how they love red foods, and the theory behind it is because they rely on eyesight. They don't, they're not big on smell for for getting food. They're big on eyesight, and red is a very vibrant color. Most creatures can see the color red, so when they see red, it's usually associated with fruit. Flowers, So they see red. So if you go to a zoo, if you look in tortoise pens, because I've noticed this now that I think about it, you'll see a lot of like tomato parts Mm -hmm. because they feed them tomatoes because as soon as a tortoise sees a tomato, they're like, ooh, yummy food. And they immediately will go for it.
1: And so a little like a little fun fact to throw in here is that these tortoises can go up to a year without eating or drinking. Um, And it's just because they have such a slow metabolism that you know, it takes a really long time to break stuff down, and they can just retain so much food and water due to their size that they don't need to eat that often.
0: And I know it's the 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 trope, the stereotype: oh, a tortoise is slow. That's an understatement. After doing research, they are mind-blowingly slow. Uh, and we'll get into stuff with like sexual maturity when they reach that. Um, we'll, get, I'm, we'll get into fun facts talking about like how fast they can actually move, how they move. But no, their metabolism is so slow. They're so easygoing. They're never in a rush to get anywhere. Julia said they're grazers and it's – they literally just slowly meander looking for food. That's it.
1: So as far as their reproduction um, – and we saw this um, earlier with the uh, Goliath tarantula – It's not really consensual sex that they're having. They're not consensual mating. It's a male will find a female and basically just weigh her down with his weight to reproduce. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where, you know, like, although we think of that as sad, it's they have to to maintain their species. Yes. Um, And so the usual uh, mating takes place between January and June. Um, cause it's hotter during the first part of the year. And a fun fact that I learned is, um, and I'm sure people might've seen a video is that tortoises are, the males are very loud when they mate. Yes. They do make a lot of noise.
0: <laughs> and we, we should have gotten into this when we were talking about size. Julia said they use their weight as a way to basically force the female there. Males are significantly bigger than females. Usually, males are at least double the size of a mm-hmm. female. The max weight for most females is, a, or the average is about 250 pounds, whereas a male is like 500 pounds. Yeah. So, them weighing them down with their weight is no small thing. They mm-hmm. are almost double the size of these females.
1: Oh, so, like I said, you know, they weigh them down, they mate, and afterwards, the female will lay about two to 20 eggs and these eggs are about the size of like a tennis ball or a baseball so you know it's it's they're pretty big you know and basically the female will uh lay the nest over with like shrubs and leaves and such to incubate the next the nest for the next four to eight months and then the uh you know the babies are born And like other turtles and reptiles, the mother doesn't stick around to take care of them. You know, it's they're born and it's they're ready to go. Yeah, go live for yourself, kind of thing. And
0: then one interesting thing I learned about the nests and the reproduction: the temperature of the nest determines the predominant sex of the offspring. So the warmer the nest tends to be, the the predominant. Uh, sex will be female of the hatching eggs Whereas when it's cooler Most of the eggs will hatch male So it's super fascinating that it's not really tied To like a chromosome type thing like it is with humans Like X and Y and whatnot. It's really just what's the temperature outside Okay guess I'll be this sex today
1: mm-hmm. So um, we Jack touched on this earlier about How you know just how slow they are In all their life And they don't reach their Sexual maturity until they're about between 20 to 25 years old. And, I mean, you think about that, that is, you know, a quarter of their life almost. And, you know, because they're – imagine, like, reaching full size, but then they still have to wait and wait and wait until they can reproduce.
0: Yep, which I'm sure doesn't help their numbers, having to wait that long for that. And then for, like, mating season, the mating season tends to be what's considered the hot season, which is about January to May. And then I don't know if Julie mentioned this, but I'll reiterate if so. The the incubation period of these eggs is usually about 130 days uh, around there. So it's not terribly long. And then the, you know, the tortoises will dig themselves up from the buried nest and then go on about their lives.
1: And so one thing I stumbled across that I actually thought it was – it's pretty funny when you think about it. It's um, the males – They kind of have um, a battle against each other when they're trying to reproduce. So two males will, you know, find a female and fight over her, but it's not like fighting over her. Basically, they'll stand face-to-face with each other and stretch their necks as long as they can and have a staring contest, basically. It's, It's all about intimidation, looking tall, and, you know, sometimes they'll bite each other's heads and stuff, but... It's usually the taller tortoise gets to mate with the female.
0: That's literally it. Yeah. And it's, and I saw the one thing that I thought was funny about it. It's not even necessarily that the tortoise might be bigger. It's literally just who can stretch their neck the highest. Yeah. That's it. It has nothing to do with how big they are, what uh, strengths they have. It's just who's got the longer neck, essentially.
1: And we talked about this with the previous episode, but um, they do practice polygamy, which is the males will have multiple mates throughout the entire year because although they prefer to do it in the hot season they do rep- reproduce the entire year um which kind of makes sense when we talked about the temperature of the nests because then it's kind of a balance between male and female reproduction because yeah. you know hotter females colder males and that's about half the year each
0: yeah so we've got into what they eat i guess we can talk about what eats them which before explorers and expeditions was basically nothing. Yeah. These things were left to basically let their numbers get as high as possible. Where things started going downhill was when sailors and explorers would come about. First starting out was a lot of sailors and whatnot would eat them or would take them for their shells whatnot. So that didn't help. But then when we started introducing species of dogs and cats, um, and you think, what what is a dog and cat going to do against a tortoise? They prey on the baby ones. Yeah. And that's been the biggest predator basically to them are invasive species dogs and cats they also have a competitor sort of with introduce of donkeys which eat a, basically the same exact diet that the tortoises eat so it's just another species they have to compete for the same food source for and those would be the biggest i would say detriments competitors predators whatever to these tortoises and just some I guess, tortoise-turtle facts I wanted to get in just so people know, people can understand. So, yes, their shells are huge. The shells are not solid. The, the shells, when I say the shells are not solid, obviously the outer surface is like a solid, hard material that protects them. The insides are not completely solid all throughout. They're basically like a honeycomb structure that have a bunch of air pockets that makes it so it's not as light and they can carry it around and it's not too bad. And then also, contrary to what cartoons will tell you, tortoises and turtles cannot leave their shells they are literally combined to them so humans have rib cages think of the tortoise's shell as its ribs that's essentially what it is all of its organs will be connected to the inside of the shell for example the lungs of a tortoise are at the top of the shell right underneath the shell Mm -hmm. so that's the the tortoise cannot remove itself from it it doesn't find a new shell And it uses it as a protection mechanism. When when there are aggressive moments or they need to protect themselves, they will sink or uh, slink back into their shell um, to protect themselves, make sure that they are safe. So I guess that's one thing cartoons got, right? Yeah. (laughs) And then another thing I wanted to talk about that goes with their movement. So the way it's described, the front feet of these tortoises are turned inwards. So when they walk, they're not really walking in a straight line. They kind of move side to side. But then the other thing is they're not fully standing up when they walk because they're so heavy and they're slow and they're trying to conserve as much energy as possible. They put a lot of weight on their front legs, but then they'll kind of just push with their back legs and just kind of slide along. <laughs> it's they're, they're trying to make it as easy and simple as possible to do anything. And then when we talk about slow, the one thing I wanted to mention when it comes to their speed they travel at about point one six miles per hour. They are slow. They are in no rush to go anywhere. They don't have any predators that they have to run from. They are just trying to enjoy their lives on their islands.
1: So, you know, we've talked about the Galapagos Islands a lot, and the one the one like really positive note about this is that the Galapagos Islands, all uninhabited parts, because there are some Uh, Like villages there where people, you know, live. So all uninhabited parts where all the animals are, it is considered a national park. So I'm not exactly sure when this went into place, but there was a lot, especially a lot of fishery hunting near the Galapagos for, you know, sharks and different species of fish. And there was so all the populations were just dropping so fast that there had to be something done about it. So they did declare it a national park um, by the Charles Darwin Foundation, and all these animals are under strict protection.
0: Yes, and just a real quick aside also, so in case people don't know. We mentioned the explorers and whatnot. Uh, if people don't know, Charles Darwin is the, the scientist that came up with the theory of evolution, and he based it on all the different creatures he saw on the Galapagos Islands because they were all so similar but still so diverse, they all had similarities, but then each island was kind of different and had different environments and different vegetation, different other different creatures. And so they were similar, but they were different enough to where you could tell that there had been an adaptation, there had been a change in their evolutionary line. And then real quick, I was going to name or at least point out all the different tortoises, where they might be, how, how different they are, all the different species. So like I said earlier, there's at least 14 and possibly up to 16 different Galapagos tortoise species. Sad thing is only 12 of those species are still alive today. Um, There is one on each of the islands of Santiago, San Cristobal, Pinzon, Española, and Fernandina. There are two on the island of Santa Cruz. One on each of the five main volcanoes of the largest island, Isabella, the five volcanoes being Wolf, Darwin, Alcedo, Sierra Negra, and Quero Azul. And then one, it's the Abingdong from Pinta Island, which is now considered extinct as of June 24th, 2012, which I don't know if people remember. I can remember when this did happen, but I, I didn't focus on it as much as I did. So that date, June 24th, 2012, was the day the world-famous giant tortoise Lonesome George passed away. Um, he was said, he was thought to be around 100 years old and it was, it was really tragic because the, he was the last living male of this, the Pinta Island Galapagos tortoise species and for three decades they tried to find him a mate because one of the big things about these tortoises is that they crossbreed all these different species will crossbreed and they create these different hybrids between the different islands so they tried to find him a mate to try to keep that pinta island tortoises alive but sadly none of it ever took and then uh 2012 lonesome george passes away and thus the pinta island um tortoises have gone extinct but where there's the sad news of extinction, there is also the interesting news that in 2019 they discovered a Fernandina, which is one of the islands that I mentioned, giant tortoise, which was a species that was thought to be extinct. Now keep in mind, these are like jungly areas. It's hard to get to sort of thing. So we can't explore every single square into the island. In 2019, we find another species we thought was extinct. It was a single female tortoise, um, But there have also been multiple tracks found that make scientists think that there could potentially be more than one of these Fernandita tortoises. But that's also really interesting. So 2012, we have one of the species go extinct. Then 2019, we find one that we thought had gone extinct but was somehow still alive. And that single female is now in a breeding center trying to boost their numbers back up if they can. And then another interesting conservation effort sort of thing about these tortoises. One of the species from the Española Island, under conservation efforts, grew from a population of just 14 tortoises. To today, there are more than 1,000 of the tortoises from the Española Island, which is absolutely amazing. There's a Galapagos conservance, Conservancy that has raised more than 7,000 of these tortoises in captivity, which is huge. And Julia mentioned earlier earlier with the Galapagos National Park sort of thing, but it is literally in law that these ter- tortoises cannot be traded, cannot be taken, cannot be killed. So they are fighting very hard to make sure we can boost their numbers back up or at least keep them stable and keep them around.
1: And with that conservation, it's, it's also, they are super strict about who can go there and study these tortoises. It is, you know, things have to be planned years in advance and they are under strict supervision timeline um, just because they are all about the conservation of these tortoises, which is really nice to see. So I'm sure many people have heard of the finches on the Galapagos Islands, you know, the different beaks. I'm sure everyone talked about that in biology class at some point in time. Um, But a fun little fact is that sometimes these tortoises will have a mutual uh, relationship with these finches and sometimes mockingbirds and it's basically used as you know the tortoises can extend their necks and reach high area places to get you know different foods and so the bird will basically climb on this tortoise to help reach these high foods and in return the uh, bird will help with bugs and parasites on the tortoise
0: yeah that's that's free picking right there yeah That's all we have for the Galapagos tortoises, and I know this episode is a little longer than the rest, but to be fair, we were also dealing with, like, 12 different animals while also only talking about one, and there's just so much to talk about with all the history of the Galapagos tortoises, all the diversity of them. Uh, The Galapagos Islands are definitely probably going to be another area we revisit in the future on certain animals, Um, so stay in tune for that. Luckily, we won't have to go over all the history again since we've done it with this episode, but... Yeah, there you have it. There's the Galapagos tortoises. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at CTTC Podcast. And be sure to tune in next week for our episode on the orca. I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.